you have a gambling problem at all? No, because I can stop gambling. I have a competition problem. Welcome in week two of the competition problem. Ben Bobick, Mike Ionello. I have no words, Mike. I am speechless after this past weekend. I don't think there's much to talk about. We should just, I mean, there's no need to even have a betting podcast anymore. I mean, it's pretty much, I might just have to retire uh, where <laughs> I'm at right now, especially after my my little Monday night heater, my man. How was your weekend? Uh, weekend was pretty good. It was uh, an up and down, I guess. It was a sweat. Let's put it that way. It, it, we, we, finished that. we finished on top, which is all you can ask for. You finish in the green. But we had to earn it, Ben. We had to work for it. <laughs> we had to sweat more than we'd like. But at the end of the day, finish it's finishing the green. It's all you can you can't really complain about that. And I can tell that you're ready. You're you're ready to just retire after Monday night. I mean, you're wearing people can't see you, but you're wearing this ridiculous Jimmy Buffett Boca Raton bucket hat. <laughs> you are just bucket hat. you're just gonna retire on a beach somewhere. Bucket hat beebs is out to play <laughs> episode two. <laughs> Of the competition problem. Uh, after the noon slate, we were really sweating. We actually, I, we were in a dark place after the noon sweat. What did the we noon sweat? Noon? We were about like, what one in four, one in five. So, so we were we were one in six, <laughs> one, one, one in one in six in the new window on college. I mean, we were like, I was retiring, I was going up to the roof, and then we worked our way back. We had a heater of an afternoon. We went, we went four, four, five straight in the afternoon slate. And then we absolutely clawed back from the depths of hell like the Undertaker in a Buried Alive match with USC, who was losing and not covering the entire game and scores with 16 seconds left to win, to cover, to get us even on the day. I mean, it was just... That's that's, that's why you do it, folks. And you, it, it's one of those games where you're just like, even if even if we had lost the game, it was worth the fun of like, oh my god, do we have a chance here? And we oh, did. Oh, absolutely. And and then you and then you get into the the for those of you who did not watch the USC UCLA game, UCLA was we had USC minus three. UCLA was leading the entire game. It was 35-23 entering the fourth quarter. USC scored with like eight minutes left to take the first lead of the game up one. Then UCLA kicked a field goal with 50 seconds left to go up two. Again, we have them minus three. So we need USC to win by at least three just to, to push. Mm-hmm. That's all I was and hoping for at one point. I'm like, hey, let's just push here. It's whatever. Yeah, but they're down two. So you're thinking, okay, USC is going to just get in a field goal range, kick a field goal, win by one. Does not help us at all. USC returns the kickback 50 yard. 50 yards. We're in, we're sitting pretty early. They moved the ball super well. Their offense is is pretty good. So they get the ball down to like the 10 yard line. And I'm texting Ben. I'm like, they're just gonna kneel it in the center and kick, and we're screwed. But nope. Clay Helen throws the fade. 16 seconds touchdown. USC wins 43 38. Gets the cover, and we finished even on the day. And it was it was just a what a way to end the day. And it was perfect. And we came back. It was two turning points for me. And it's all on you, at least on Saturday. And that's Mikey Maction with the ball state coming back and getting the that cover almost there. Came, that, 
that almost gave me a heart attack. I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I wasn't that... watching it, and I just saw the, some irresponsible lunatic tweeted out the final play without saying that it had been called back. They just said, "Oh my god, look at the this is the perfect Mac ending." And I watched it, and I I was in a bad spot. And then they immediately were like, uh, "This was called back." It's like, "Oh, you got to put that in the first tweet, buddy." <laughs> and that was that was big there because they were down double digits for yep. in the second half there. And that was big. I'm sure a lot of you, if you were on Twitter at all on Saturday, saw, look at this crazy ending, like you mentioned at Twitter. That was uh, the fact that that wasn't going to touch on us, what won us that game because Ball State covered. And then it was never a doubt, surefire. We talked about it. God bless America. <laughs> the Army, God Navy bless the under, troops. hit with, lack of a better term, flying colors that it hit. 15 to nothing, Army wins. And we, like you mentioned, Mike said, hey, I want to mind sprinkle a little bit on Army minus seven. We did that too. Those were the three games for me, at least. In, and then it just turned the, turned the tide around, and we sprinted sprinted to the finish line. Sunday, we were up and down. It was it was decent. We had a couple games that were here and there, and we're going to get into that. Um, and then we'll we'll obviously get into get into my Monday as well. But let's let's go ahead and start with uh, let's go ahead and start with our, our our big three here. Let's start with the best call of the weekend. I'll give you the honors, my sir. So we, we kind of touched on it. And I, I think everyone assumes I'm going to say my number one draft, number one pick, first overall pick in podcast history was the Army Navy under, finished 15 nothing. But I'm not going to take it because it's too obvious. I'm not, yeah. not going to give myself credit. That's like saying, hey, Ben, you should bet that the sky will be blue tomorrow. Like, of course, Army Navy went under. There's a lot they of snow football up there. And, never they, know. and they don't do it well. Like, I mean, Navy is horrible. <laughs> Navy is horrible. So that was easy. I'm going to take my best call, Georgia minus 13 and a half against Missouri. Because I came on this podcast and I said Missouri was so overrated and they had no business being 25th. It was SEC biased to its finest because they'd be horrible teams to get there. And I was like, all right, this should be safe. And then I listened to a lot of podcasts. I read a lot of articles. That's something everyone should do if you gamble. Obviously, you are if you're listening to us now. But Go get advice from people smarter than you. Get different opinions. Get, oh, why do you feel this way? Why do you feel this way? So you can kind of make your own decision. And I listened to CBS Sports Network, and Chip Patterson and Danny Cannell loved Missouri. And then I listened to the Yahoo Sports podcast, and Pete Dammel and Pat Forty loved Missouri. And I started getting nervous to the point where I was, like, doubting myself. I was going to take it off the board because I'm like, am I missing something? And I said, you know what, Mike? Trust your gut. <laughs> and I did. And Georgia won 49 to 14. They outgained Missouri 615 to 200. Yeah, 35 points too. Yeah. 35. Missouri had 316 total rushing yards. They smoked them, just dominated them from start to finish. Never a doubt. It was the only game we won in the noon slate. Thank God. <laughs> so that was that was the best bet because it because it was one where I I started to doubt myself. And I trusted my gut, and it was never in doubt. Yeah, and it got close there. I mean, Missouri almost tied it up before the half, and then George Pickens scored to, to give the dogs the seven-point lead at, at halftime. And then that was kind of like the turning point where I kind of scratched my head because Georgia went up 14 nothing. I'm like, oh, man, we're putting this puppy on ice. I'm feeling – because I felt good about it too the whole time because Georgia's really starting to pick up some steam with JT Daniels. It seems like they've got their running game back with, with James Cook and, and Zeus, Samir White. Um, and, and it just seems like they're playing more to their style 
And there were 14 on there. I was like, oh, 14, 14, that's weird. And it was weird because then it quickly, quickly just went got out of hand there in the second half. It was and, also uh, their, their defense looked like the – I mean, they held Missouri to 22 rushing yards. Yeah, that's it right so there. That, that was, it, was, it was back to Georgia Bulldog defense. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I agree. I'm I'm with you there. I enjoyed that. That was that was the one shining light that we had in the uh, in in the noon slate. The lone so green I'll, dot. The lone green yeah. dot in a sea of red. Nothing. Nothing better. Uh, my best call um, is. It's tough to pick your best call. We had a lot of them over the weekend. Um, <laughs> oh, so it absolutely, undoubtedly, undoubtedly. I'm just delaying the inevitable by saying this. I'm just enjoying this this suspense. Just continue to build. <laughs> Who in their right mind thought the New York Giants were any <laughs> sort of good football team? Uh, oh, their defense is getting better. They got Colt McCoy. Oh, Daniel Jones is back. They got this Gallman guy. The that Cardinals was the problem. Started. They needed Colt McCoy to stay. <laughs> Kyler Murray's playing hurt. I just don't think the Cardinals are that good. <laughs> Guess what, Mike? They are that good. Because they covered minus three on the road in a hostile environment that is the Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey, twenty-six to seven. I think the final was there. Um, just, just cruise control too. And Mike, and just so you guys know, I get a text from Mike in the third quarter. He's like, "Hey, good, good call on the Cardinals bet. <laughs> Trying to bait me in to start to start talking my trash." So that things would turn around for him, and I even called you out. I'm like, "Don't, don't I was, it was, over yet." It was, I was trying to dangle the the carrot and hope you'd bite and be like, "Oh yeah, good call, idiot." And then I knew as yeah. soon as you did that, the Giants would come storming back. <laughs> but, but good for you. you; you were disciplined. Yes, yeah, yeah. It, that's just good discipline betting NFL Sunday football. I, and I, knew was, I knew I was in trouble. My father is a huge Giants fan, and he texted me. After we put the podcast out, he texted me like a couple hours later and just goes, great podcast. Can't believe you let the Giants suck you in. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, my, my Giants fan father is like, nope, that, that was dumb. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, and I was saying this is no this is no dog at uh at the Giants because they are trending in the right direction long term when it comes to you know their football team as a whole. Next year when they get Saquon Barkley back, and I think they could really take the next step, but I just didn't buy the Cardinals needed that win. And I really, like I said last week, I really believe that they're going to make playoffs. Like they're going to sneak in as that six or seven seed. And it's going to be a big deal for them with, with, uh, with Kyler Murray and, and the young, and the young, the team they have and, and big cliff. Um, and they needed that win. And it was just a, I don't want to call it a desperation type of win, but I mean, they, they're just better than the giants. They are right this year and right now. And, and they proved that. And I just, I knew betting on the Cardinals for consecutive weeks that I have uh, staying the course is going to pull pull it off pull it off for me there. So that's a that's a big dub for your boy, um, the Cardinals. Let's go to the worst call of the weekend, my good sir. Oh, there's there was a couple, but <laughs> yeah, probably more than we like. I'm gonna, I'm going to go with one that you can pretty much copy and paste anytime you do it. We bet against Alabama, Ben. Yep. It's just, it's one of those principles where you're like, ah, 32 and a half points is a lot. We took Arkansas plus 32 and a half. A little emotional there for us too, because Mike and yeah. I are big, big Hogs fans. Sam Pittman, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> big fan. So that, so there was some emotional side of things betting Arkansas and, there too. And I still think like 
what Arkansas, I mean, Arkansas has been awesome all year. I think they're, they had a great season for what you expected from them, but I mean, Alabama's just a wagon. Mm-hmm. I don't think Alabama, I think because the, there was that whole narrative last year of like, is LSU the best team of all time? Is LSU the best team of all time? Which I actually do think that last year's LSU team was the best year of all time. Is this year's Alabama team the best team of all time? Yeah, because they I mean, beat, they, the, the, the problem is, is like LSU got so much attention because they were always in like these big shootout games like LSU, Al, uh, Alabama, LSU, Auburn was a great game. Arkansas or Alabama just beats everyone by 50. Like I don't even watch Alabama. Do you watch, do you watch Bama games? Cause you go through the slate and you're like, this could be a good game. And you're just like, Alabama's going by 40. What's the point of watching it? You just, every now and again, they'll cut into your game. Be like Devonte Smith scored again. Alabama's up 48, nothing in the second quarter. Like you don't even watch them. So I feel like, like it doesn't get talking about. They're so good. They are legitimately one of the best teams of all time. They are so good. Yeah. You better get them like morons and they lost. They won 52 to three. Arkansas was never even in the game. And, and you say that too. And it's, it's just like, they're not going to face anybody. I mean, yeah, they face Florida this weekend and we'll dive into that a little bit later in the podcast, obviously, because it's conference championship weekend, but you know, they face Florida and then Florida lays the egg or throws, I guess, throws the shoe if you will, is it more appropriate this week? <laughs> but and, and, yeah, you know, and but like, even if they didn't throw the shoe, uh, they probably still get waxed on Saturday just because they can't keep up with that. I mean, Alabama's gonna be clumsy by 20. That's what, yeah, and it and, and that's what I can get into is they're gonna be the one seed and they're gonna play, you know, probably Notre Dame if it shakes out, they're gonna smack them, and then yeah, they'll play either Clemson or Ohio State. and It'll be a similar championship game to last year where LSU and Clemson was kind of close early and then LSU just turned it on. That's exactly what will happen. But anyway, so let's get into my worst call. So I was in between two, and I chose for the latter because I'm like, this is more fun because uh, this is something uh, – because it's just more fun this way. I wanted to do Wake Forest and Louisville because I – just to give a little backstory of like, oh, why do I trust ACC bets? I mean, it just was a crappy bet, though. That's no fun. My worst call of the weekend, and I wanted to bring this up to you, and I didn't because I just – the stars aligned for this to happen, and I don't know why I didn't. The worst call of the weekend was not taking Jalen Hurts in the Eagles against the New Orleans Saints because I thought about it during the week, and I'm like, man, this just kind of lines up for this. Like the Saints are due for a loss. The Eagles are they're still kind of hanging around. Taysom Hill, this, this whole thing, they're playing in Philly. I think Jalen Hurts can come in and give the offense enough of a spark where they're gonna, you know, buy buy into this kid and rally around him. I think they could win, and they were getting what? I think they were getting like three points or something. I think they, I mean, the Eagles were getting points. Than, I think it was. Oh yeah, it was way more than that. I want to so, say it was, like, it was like seven and a half. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it, it might have even been six or something like that. So a lot. And I'm like, I and, and obviously, I didn't do it with Tua when he debuted against the Rams, and which kind of makes sense the Rams are a pretty good football team and they were healthy seven, it, was, it was seven and a half there you go and so that's my worst call of the weekend because I'm like I just have a feeling Jalen Hurts is going to come in here and he's going to and because everything just lines up with Philly sports they just believe in this sort, sort of stuff and it's like Hurts is going to come in boom they'd be lucky if there's a just a pit of fire of every Carson Wentz jersey in the Philadelphia and surrounding suburb areas after that game on on Sunday so uh, are, are we all just kind of kind of going to pretend that you didn't end the podcast saying the Steelers were free money? Are we just all going to pretend that that part didn't happen? 
I mean, I say the Steelers were going to win every single week, Mike. Uh, if, you know, if you didn't know that I was me being me, then that's shame on you. Well, I would offer oh, free money, and I bet it immediately. This, the Steelers are free money this week, too. If You just got to bet a little bit more money for them to win money line. <laughs> it's like the Pittsburgh dad thing when they – it's the Pittsburgh dad clip was the best. It was probably one of my favorite clips of Pittsburgh dad recently. I think it was after they beat the Ravens. Yeah, it would have been, been the Ravens. And he goes – if you would have told me back in the <laughs> Steelers would have been 11-0, I would have said, yeah, probably. <laughs> Literally me. Oh, every year, oh, you think Steelers, oh, schedule looks pretty tough. Yeah, I think about it, you know, 10-9. No, it'll be 60-19. Every year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that, that's got to be the worst call, at least, just because yeah, I, I wanted to take it, and I forgot to bring it up, and it just kind of flew under the radar. And obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. But I genuinely was like, I think this is, you know, because at the worst, I'm thinking, oh, at the worst, like the Eagles are just going to blow it and they'll lose by three and they'll still cover. And they don't uh, win. For, for any other gamblers out there, I, I assume I'm not alone in this. I, I tell this to Ben all the time. I get way more mad when I don't bet something that I want, something I, I think about when I think about what I'm going to bet and I end up not betting something. I get so much more mad if those bets win that I didn't make than I do if bets I actually make end up losing. I'd much rather lose a bet than have a game win that I didn't bet. It, that makes me so much more mad. And this, and, and it's funny you say that, Mike. This is a perfect segue into the into the trio of, of the final leg of our uh, first segment, and that's well, what bet that you did bet that you would do lost that you would do again. So this was a tough one, actually. Usually there's there's a couple that kind of stand out. I mean, this one wasn't. There was a lot of them where I was like, that was just the wrong bet. Like you said, Wake Forest, Arkansas, like they were just wrong. Um, I'm going to go with Nevada plus three and a half. Here's the reason. For those of you who maybe are new to gambling or don't know, it, it's a very common misconception to see the spread and assume that's Vegas saying this is going to be the difference in the score. Oh, if a team's minus three, that's Vegas saying that team should win by three. That is not the case. These lines are set of what Vegas thinks will get an equal number of bets on each side. So uh, if you notice, like you bet that little, that little tiny line next to your, the spread is usually like minus 110 typically. So what that means is if you bet, you have to bet $110 in order to win a hundred. So everyone who wins the bet wins a hundred dollars. Everyone who loses the bet loses a hundred and ten dollars that extra ten dollars is how the books make their money so that's like so they set the line so they get an equal number of dollars on every side and then they're guaranteed to make the difference in the losing bets so that's kind of how that works and then if a lot of bets come on one side and they realize they had it wrong they'll move it that's why you'll see the lines move late in the week that's usually a signal that a lot of money's coming in on one side so that's why the line loses value. Sometimes you want to tail the line. Sometimes the line will move so much you'll get value on the other side and it'll swing back. So that's that's something you definitely want to track throughout the week is where's the line going because that signals where the money's going. And if you see that like maybe a, a game has a lot of you'll, – you'll see like the percentage of bets and the percentage of dollars. That's a good thing to watch too because the public, like average gamblers, tend to bet the favorites more. They're like, oh, this seems way better. Of course they'll win by whatever. But then the, the more dollars is the professional bettors who are dropping, you know, 500 grand on a game. You kind of want to be on their side, not Joe Schmo throwing $10. So 
Tyler, follow the money, not necessarily the public. Um, anyway, I bet Nevada plus three and a half on what Tuesday? Do we bet that? We bet that pretty early in the week. I bet Nevada plus three and a half. Mm-hmm. We did because it was a Friday game too. It was a Friday so we game, were, yeah. So we were betting it a little bit earlier than we usually do. I bet it before the show. Took it on the show. Nevada plus three and a half. Well, that number closed Nevada minus two and a half. So that's a ton of value on the line. So that is one of those things where it's like, okay, clearly Nevada was getting hammered with bets, both ticket count and dollar count, which clearly means like majority of people thought Nevada was the correct side. And I got great value on it. I had plus three and a half. They ended up closing as the favorites. So when you have that kind of value, it's hard to be like you were you made the wrong bet. And if, again, if I had Nevada plus three and a half, I would take it again. Also, if you watch the game, Nevada was up 20 to seven at the half. They missed the 20 yard field goal going into the half that would have put them up 23 seven. Then San Jose state comes and returns the second half kick for a touchdown, which is kind of like, it's a fluky play. It's kind of just like a, it sucks, but it happened. Then Nevada drives all the way down to the one yard line fumbles at the one they reviewed it. It was, he was clearly down. I mean, even the announcers, like they brought in whoever the expert was like, Oh yeah, you can see his knees down right there. Well, they didn't, they, the call on the field stood. So the fumble that shouldn't have, that should have been a touchdown was ruled a fumble. And then San Jose state went 99 yards, scored again. Nevada ended up fumbling again late. So it was kind of a fluky game. Nevada really should have won the game anyway. But again, when you're getting that kind of value, that's a bet I would, I would make again. Those are, it's like the second time we kind of got burned on those things too. We're like, oh my gosh, like the, they close as the favor. We got them plus three and a half. We just stole some yeah. money and then they lost. It was like the, uh, when, um, was it the Wisconsin bet when Fiend, when Penix Jr. was Penix out? Yeah. And we, yeah, we got him like, oh, we got him at nine and a half. And like it jumped all the way up to like 14 and a half. And we're like, oh yeah. And then Wisconsin still lost the game. And so maybe that's a sign for us, but, uh, <laughs> My uh, my worst bet that I would bet again, and I think you're going to be all on board with this given the circumstances, and that's the Texans minus two against the Bears. Yeah. It was – I mean, what? Like, what? You mean to tell me Mitch Trubisky had like, what, four touchdown passes? Now, granted, the Texans are having a tough season, and Deshaun Watson got hurt in the game. So it was – but, like, come on, man. I was yeah. – I would bet that again. The whole If I saw that again this week and it was minus four Texans, I'd probably still take it. Well, maybe not. But you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you, you know what I mean in the sense of like, oh, come on. Like the, the Bears' state offense stinks. The Texans yeah. – you know, Deshaun Watson is, is such a good player. Even without Will Fuller, I mean, there's they're still there's still talent on that team. And once they get a – once they get their new coach in there next year, they're still going to be a, a – you know, playoff contender, they can contend for the AFC South because they have whatever, what a lot of teams aspire, AKA the bears have been searching their entire franchise history for a franchise quarterback. And Deshaun Watson uh, is the man. So they're going to be all right. But yeah, I would bet that again. Absolutely. And I think you would too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're going to, the Texans should win that game more times than not. They lost 36 to seven. I mean, we got blown. I mean, wasn't even a close for us, but I would stand. That's all shows you how passionate we are about it. I would bet that again. Um, usually, I mean, usually, usually, I don't expect blowouts to come in this section, right? But I would, I absolutely would. I, I, mean, I respect it, it. it. It all go. makes sense, everything makes sense, and that was a no brainer for us, and, and it would be a no brainer again. So it was a fun weekend, it was all right, but we got some more stuff to talk about. Obviously, we're going to dive into 
Conference Champions Weekend. I can't even call it Saturday because we have some games on Friday that I know Mike is going to love to talk about, given the games that are listed on Friday. Uh, we'll be back with a little bit of college football, Conference Championship Weekend on the competition problem. Do you live in the Chattanooga area or the greater Chattanooga area and you're looking for a great spot to grab some delicious food with the family or say you want to grab a patio spot and enjoy some appetizers with a cold adult beverage? What's up, you guys? It's Trey Wynn from Chat 10 Sports, and I'm here to tell you that Parkway Poorhouse is the perfect spot for either occasion. You can go to parkwaypoorhouse.com and plan your visit today, and be sure and tell the guys the Chat 10 Sports crew sent you. Welcome back to the competition problem. Ben Bobick, Mike Ionello, college football weekend, conference championship weekend. Man, if you'd have told us we made it here back in late summer, summer, wherever where, where we were at some point this year, I'd be like, ah, sign me up. So whether we they limp to the finish line, Mike, you call it whatever you want. Some people call it a success. Some people call it a terrible season. Uh, but we're here. Yeah, we made it. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a bittersweet it's it's kind of sad i'm not gonna lie to you there's a there's a part of me that will die next week yeah it, there's part it, it's it's bittersweet because it's in, in a different sense too it's bitter because like you mentioned like it's kind of sad that it's over bittersweet be like hey we made it but also like a part of me is like bittersweet to like man make, the next time we see college football hopefully fingers crossed it'll be how college football is supposed to be played in front of thousands of people and it's going to be even better next fall hopefully uh, I've already made it. I've already made a plan. I'm, I may bet every single home team opening weekend because those crowds are going to be juiced to be back. <laughs> Nerds out about it, baby. All right, let's get into the draft here, man. We uh, we uh, some of us had, had a tough weekend this past Saturday. I was zero and two. My third game wasn't played, so it wasn't a full on loss. Mike had Mike did a little decent, so he's going to get first pick of the college football um weekend this weekend because obviously there's there are conference championship games but there are also just regular games so that's what's pretty cool about it a couple random ones sprinkled in there which makes for more fun in my opinion it makes for more fun so go ahead my friend you're on the clock just gives us more options Mm -hmm. all right so for my first pick i'm going to go to a conference champion i'm Mm -hmm. going to go to the big 12 championship and I'm going to lay the points with Oklahoma. Lay the points means take the favorite. I'm going to lay the five and a half and take Oklahoma minus five and a half against Iowa State in the Big 12 title game. My reasoning is Oklahoma is a totally different team in the second half of the season. I know we kind of touched on it last week a little bit. Um, two of their best players were suspended for the first uh, like five games of the year. They returned four games ago. Their running back, Ramondre Stevenson, and their defensive end, Ronnie Perkins, two of their best players. Uh, they were suspended. They failed a drug test during the, the bowl game last year. Uh, was it the Peach Bowl? I forget what bowl they played in. But, um, uh, yes, it was the Peach Bowl against mm-hmm. the LSU Tigers. Yeah. No, LSU was in the Natty. Oh, oh yeah. I thought, I thought yeah. you were talking about uh, the semifinal game. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They failed a drug test, so they missed the first half of the season. Since they've returned – they're a totally different team. Ramondre Stevenson, had, if he's played four games, six touchdowns, 95 yards. Ronnie Perkins is their best edge rusher, gets a lot of pressure. Um, this Oklahoma uh, defense does not get talked about enough. 
yeah, their offense is still their offense. They rank 10th in offensive success rate. They rank 13th in defensive success rate. To put it in perspective, they have a better defense than Alabama, than Georgia. In fact, their defensive success rate is better than every single team in the SEC. And they're on pace to be the best defense Oklahoma's had since 2009. And Iowa State already beat Oklahoma. And I'm just going to bet on a team isn't going to do that. Like, you're not going to beat Lincoln Riley twice in one year. It just comes down to that. They beat him the third game of the year. with Spencer Rattler's first ever road start. He threw two picks, I think. And again, they're just totally, like, Rattler's been playing. He's only got two interceptions the last, like, five games. Stevenson and Perkins is back. Their whole team's just different. And I just, it's it's not easy to beat Lincoln Riley twice in the same season. So and I'm gonna go ahead, finish. Sorry. So I'm, I'm gonna lay the five and a half with Oklahoma. I think I think they come out firing. I think they I think they get it done. And just to reiterate, Mike said laying the points. It's uh, basically he's taking Oklahoma minus five and a half. So when the, the favorite is minus five and a half, it's like oh I'm gonna lay the points there. So I'm gonna take him minus five, take them minus five and a half, and I'm even. Throw a couple cherries on top for you. I mean, Big 12 championships like a home game for Oklahoma. They're there every single year. They know what to expect of them. They know how, how to handle that environment. Obviously, there's no fans there, but still, like that, it's all on the line there. I mean, you're playing, you know, if you're you're playing for a, a BCS or a BCS, well, what was this, 20, 2010, Ben's 2020? Uh, you're playing for a New Year's Six Bowl game. You know, you're, you're playing for a birth there. And Iowa State hasn't won a conference championship uh, in literally over 100 years. Since they, since they brought back the Big 12 title game, Oklahoma's won it every year. I think. Yeah, they, 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 Iowa State's never been in this game. It's tough to beat them twice. I'm on board with you there, brother. Here's Sign a fun fact, too. Up. Here's a fun fact. I went deep, deep into the research here. Uh, you want to know the last time a team beat Oklahoma twice in one season? I just, I, I just imagine it's Texas. It was Texas Aha. in 1901. <laughs> they, they only played five games the whole season, one of which was a home and home. The first game of the year and the last game of the year in the first game of the year, Texas won 12 to six. And in the final game of the year, four weeks later, Texas won 11, nothing. Well, guess what? The forward pass is now legal. And Oklahoma's going to win. <laughs> That's all you need to know right there. Play the points with the Sooners. Boomer, baby. Boomer. <laughs> Absolutely love it. Um, all right. Let's, let's, I'm going to dive into one here, too. Um, uh, I love points. Points are fun. Points are very fun in college football, anywhere, especially when you have a dog in the fight, especially when you like taking the over. Uh, and loves the over. I love the over, and <laughs> we talk about like a, almost a right in the sense of oh, you got to take the unders and service games, you know, with the Ar- Army Navy, you got to take the over and the Red River rivalry. Uh, and I feel like, especially the way it's shaken out for both these teams this year, one especially who's going for an undefeated season, uh, it's almost a fitting that you got to take the over in the Fun Belt Championship. They don't call it the Fun Belt for for no reason. So yeah, the, baby. The over under 54 and a half between Coastal and Louisiana, which is going to be a fantastic game, I believe. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to be, you got two ranked opponents. It's great. Coastal's going for an undefeated season. They just extended uh, their coach seven years through a big bag at him uh, to hopefully keep him off the market. Who's probably, he's probably the hottest, uh, hottest name, uh, coaching name, at least from 
usually get those coaching names that come from the the group of five conferences that are that are hot that they led a big job like Norvell with Florida State. Um, uh, just that one off the top of my head that that has moved up to bigger jobs uh, after the fantastic job he had of leading the Memphis uh, to a Cotton Bowl loss last year. He didn't coach in that game, um, but um, I and love all, I love all that extension did was make it so Tennessee has to write Coastal an even bigger check next year to buy him out. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they got the funds to do so. But I, I think, yeah, I love it. I mean, it's at 54 and a half too. So it's not like it's an absurd number. It's not like it's over 60, which you often see sometimes in college. I mean, 54 and a half. I mean, Coastal puts up points. I mean, they do. You know, the the mullets are, are in. I mean, you're nuts if you don't think the mullets are hitting in the raging Cajuns in the, in the mullets. Uh, aren't hitting this 54 and a half over in the fun belt championship. I love it. 54 and a half is, is a simple number. That's a number you see on Sunday when like the, like when the, the saints and chiefs play speaking of which they're over under is 51 and a half breeze is playing. It's probably different, but so there you go. I mean, it's, it's uh, I, I love it. I, I, yeah. I think I, I really do. How about yourself? I like it. Honestly, two, two key stats. I think you'll actually don't have the exact numbers uh, in front of me, but I just, I have like little notes. Uh, Louisiana is one of the top uh, college football teams in terms of explosive runs. That's the only issue is both these teams do run the ball a lot, um, especially coastal. So that would be my only worry is that the clock will be running and limits possessions. But Louisiana is very good at breaking off big runs, which obviously score quickly. And coastal is one of the best teams in the country at finishing drives which is key because there's nothing that kills an over than a six yard, six minute drive, 80 yards that ends in a missed field goal or even a field goal. Coastal is very good at driving the ball, the length of the field, getting points. Just like they did. Yes. Just like they did this past Saturday when my man, Venice, Florida stand up, Venice Indian state champion, 2017 state champion, Javon Hiley cut the game winning touchdown pass with less than a minute to go to give the Chanticleers, Chanticleers, whoever you want to say, mullets. I just like calling the mullets the win. So that's my first pick. I feel really good. I, I also think both teams have been incredibly disrespected by those clowns on the playoff committee who don't know what the hell they're doing and that uh, their whole organization is a joke. Both of them will want to come out, be pissed off. I agree. I like it. Mike does not like the college football playoff committee. It, it, I'm not going to get in that. Go to your second pick or else the whole podcast is going to go off the rails. But I shouldn't even brought it up. So I'm going to go similar uh, sentiment. Everyone loves points. I actually was getting very nervous because I thought you were going to take basically this over. And I was going to be like, I don't want to take what I'm going to take. SEC championship. It's a big number, Mike. It is a big number. And here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go a little bit off the board. I'm going to take... The Alabama team total over 45 and a half. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a power move. Power <laughs> move. GBM comes out swinging. Alabama averages 49 and a half points a game. They don't, they don't even try the whole game. This is the SC championship. They're going to have their starters in. Alabama has the best offense in the country, number one in success rate. Their number, their second on running plays, third on passing plays. Florida's just 72nd in defensive success rate. 
but Florida's offense is good enough that they will, I think, score enough points to at least keep Alabama, you know, trying. I saw this stat that floored me. Again, Alabama averages 49.5 points a game. I only need them to score 46. Do you know how many pass attempts Mac Jones has had in the fourth quarter this entire season? Oh, it has to be. It has to be less than 15 passes. He's thrown 14 pass attempts. I'm going to roll today. That was was phenomenal. (laughs) He has has attempted 14 passes in the fourth quarter all season. Yeah. That's just that's that's what cost two it that's what cost two of the Heisman back in uh, 2018 whatever that was against Kyler Murray I mean Kyler Murray deserved it don't get me wrong but like if two plays the fourth quarter he puts up the greatest season in college football history exactly so Probably I think I think that Alabama's gonna cook up a 50 burger oh yeah burger you know what so, one would say Mike that's a shoe in to hit uh, <laughs> uh, and just a little a little peek behind the curtain yeah. a little peek behind the curtain. Uh, me again, me and Ben make all of our picks together. Usually as soon as one of us makes a pick, we'll text the other one so they can lock it in immediately, get it at the same number. Uh, I didn't want to give like, we don't know what we're picking before we pick it. So you're getting our genuine reaction. Yes, I've, yeah. Already yeah. I've already bet this. I've already oh, bet well. it. All right. Well, when you make at, your next pick, I guess I'll have to then. Uh, still at 40, <laughs> it's still at 45 and a half. I checked right before here. So now I'm making my third pick. It's on DraftKings. I'll get a DraftKings. Throw it in. I already bet. I bet it yesterday. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And, and just uh, we'll, we'll probably dive into it too. And you probably already assume that Mike and I are obviously taking Alabama too, minus the points. I think it's at 16 and a half right now. We got it at 14 and a half. We literally bet it during <laughs> the middle of the game. Yeah, middle of the middle of the game last week. So, yeah, middle of the Florida game when they were losing. Florida, yeah. I was like, this game, this number is going way up. Yeah, like, yeah. we we yeah. snagged that at minus fourteen and a half. I'd still take it at minus sixteen and a half. So go ahead and, and get your get your bets in for for the Crimson Tide because that's probably happening. All right, my yeah. second pick is I'm gonna flip the script because uh, I did I did the opposite last week. Take, um, take an under. And gosh no, uh, <laughs> and I'm gonna. Flip it again, which, which, mind you, depending on what, when, you, if you did take my advice and when you bet this last week, uh, you still might have won. Give it depending on what, what you took, because when I initially did, we did the podcast and open, uh, they were uh, minus fourteen and a half, and when it, I believe it closed to minus fifteen and a half, which, if you would have taken my advice, you actually would have won by the hook. <laughs> but I like the Penn State Nittany Lions minus fifteen and a half against the Fighting Illini, because you are not going to find a hotter team in call a hotter three and five team in college football than Penn State right now. Uh, the offense seems to really start to be start to click under this uh, Kirk Shiraka, uh offense. I think uh, Big Cliff Daddy is back. I think he's just keeping it simple. Um, the, the emergence of Parker Washington uh, as a wide receiver and Jahan Dotson. Uh, Kevon Lee is having a great freshman season. Uh, Illinois doesn't have a coach. Um, I think the Nittany Lions <laughs> – I think the Nittany Lions get get a big win, go to four and five, and and get a nice get a nice fat spot in the guaranteed rate bowl uh, of the day after Christmas. But, but I really do. I I mean the hook kind of is whatever, but I, I think Penn State wins uh, comfortably because they're just they're playing with this with some sense of confidence right now, especially that Michigan State game um, where they went down, and I'm like, and I texted Mike, I'm like, oh that you know my my one bet's looking good right now, and then they turned it on in the second half, which. Uh, shows you, I think, a lot where this team is uh, in terms of weathering that storm where they had this freshman quarterback from Michigan State coming in and he, he's lighting them up and they stayed the course. They took their hits and they and they got a couple big plays, got a nice punt return from 
from uh, Jahan Dotson, which is actually a really nice punt return for a touchdown. Uh, and Parker Washington, big touchdown over the middle. And they just kind of just kept playing. They just kept playing. And I, I think, and I feel confident with, with Illinois. And, and obviously you lose a guy like Lovey Smith, who uh, it, it just, it's just a fantastic football coach and a great leader of young men, I believe. Uh, I think the, the, the football team, at least Illinois, is, is probably checked out, limping, you know, just basically going through the motions in Beaver Stadium on Saturday. A little primetime game, too, 5.30, baby. Lights on at Beaver Stadium. I like uh, I like the Nittany Lions covering the 15-and-a-half against the Fighting Illini. I like it. Um, SP Plus has that game uh, powering at 17. Um, so even at 15, you're still – you should be okay. Um I don't like betting on Penn State or really any of my favorite teams. That's I know. I'm curious what other people think. If you're, if I would love to have again tweet at tweet at me and Ben kind of how how you approach your teams because everyone like doesn't differ too. Yeah, everyone yeah. does. We I don't touch the Steelers. I I, yeah. you know, I don't really normally. The only time I touch really Penn State really was the when we took the over against Rutgers. Okay. I've taken I've taken I've taken totals with mm-hmm. with the totals with are the different pack, with the Packers or Penn State a couple times. But typically, I don't bet them because a, I always feel kind of what Ben said with the Steelers is I always feel like I'm biased. Like, I mean, especially with the Packers, like I'm pretty bad about like Packers are going to win every game by 100. They have the best quarterback in the NFL, um, so I don't bet the Packers. I don't bet Penn State. Um, that and I'm also like I'm already sweating and nervous enough. Like if they lose, I'm going to be miserable without like oh I also lost money on it. Um, but I'm curious how people do. I know I know I've, a couple of people who who. Uh, we love this term head hedge your happiness where yeah, you, bet, you, bet, you, you bet against your favorite team or you bet on a team you hate that way you kind of hedge your own happiness where if they win you're happy because they're your favorite team if they lose well at least you won some money and you kind of are guaranteed to be okay either way i don't like doing that i will do that sometimes on teams i don't like like i know ben likes ben's i obviously do that with the ravens like I'll do that every now and again with like Ohio state or Michigan where I'm like, ah, I always want to see them lose. At least if they do win, I kind of can profit off of it. And when you, when you tweet us, make sure you use the hashtag head your happiness. Cause I feel like we can start a little trend there. That's fine. <laughs> uh, final pick here. Third pick. I feel really good about these bets. I really so do. I'm going to go last week though. <laughs> this one's a little, this one's a little more risky. I feel like I, I'm very confident. Ooh, I'm, not, um, I'm going not a conference game, conference championship. I'm going, oh, yeah, let's, let's venture out into the wild. I'm going to take Ole Miss. I think it's minus two against LSU. Ben, this is the perfect time to expect the other shoe to drop. LSU's coming off a huge win against Florida, which a game that, I mean, again, they probably lose it without the shoe throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, every point that LSU scored was by a freshman or a sophomore. I get it. They're super young. They, they came up, had a great game. I don't trust them to do that twice. Ole Miss has been off for two weeks since the Egg Bowl. So they're, they're coming off a win, but they've had two weeks to kind of come down and then but still be confident enough. And, again, everyone's going to be like, well, LSU just beat Florida. Florida outgained LSU 609 to 418. Florida had a success rate of 51%. LSU's was 37%. So Florida outplayed them the entire game. I mean, they just did. So it was kind of a fluky win. Uh, LSU's players are leaving left and right. I mean, Terrence Marshall's already opted out. 
they just had their their fresh their star freshman tight end Eric Gilbert opt out. He may leave the the program. He may enter the transfer portal. Um, not that I don't think this necessarily plays a factor in the game, but like their top recruit, uh, we're recording this on signing day. Like one of their top recruits flipped to Alabama today. So just kind of, their program just kind of in, in people just leaving opting out. Like to me, that says they don't necessarily want to be there anymore. They've kind of quit. And again, they did have the big win in a game. They were largely outplayed. The lane trains team ain't quitting. I mean, Matt Corral's already said he's coming back. Elijah Moore would probably win the Blintikoff if it wasn't for Devontae Smith. He's one of the best receivers in football. Both of these teams' defenses are horrific. Ole Miss has a better offense. The only It's minus two. I like the fade LSU coming off a big win. I'm taking Ole Miss in the lane train. Lock it up. Choo-choo. I like it. I actually looked at that, too. I was thinking, like, oh. And I had a feeling – I actually actually wanted to hear your opinion on it for as we could dive into before we even dive into our Saturday stuff from, like – so you just gave it to me. So I guess, yeah, I guess perfect, we're perfect, perfect sell high on LSU. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, final one for me. I'm going to go back to the conference championship game. Um, just don't trust this team. Just don't trust them. They have to prove something to me. I guess they, they no, they have to prove it to me. Uh, no, it's not a Pac-12 pick. Uh, the team I don't trust is Notre Dame because Clemson's given lane 10 and a half. I think Clemson smokes them, especially after they lost. They need to go in. They need to make a statement that they're the top two team in this gun in the country, top three team in the country. Uh, they have to avenge uh, their regular season loss that they almost won in overtime in South Bend without arguably the best football player in the country on their team, uh, at least quarterback. Um, so I, I have no problem laying ten and a half with Clemson. I really don't. I think they. I mean, I think they could win by twenty one points up. You know, e- even then and. I don't even hate the over at 16 and a half, but I'm, I'm going to go with, uh, with, with, uh, with the Tigers. I think Trevor Lawrence comes and balls out. Uh, I'm just not sold on Notre Dame. I mean, they're having, I, it seems like their team's a little bit better this year than it, it was the last time they made the, the playoff. Um, they probably still will make the playoff if they lose to Clemson, unless they don't totally get blown out, which I guess would be good for us. If you agree with me and take this bet, because that means we won. Um, but uh, uh, I, I yeah, I just love the I love the Clemson pick. You talk about I mean Notre Dame's never even been in a conference championship before. Talking about being home, I mean Charlotte is literally home for for Clemson. They're there every year. Uh, ten and a half's not that many. If it was, I I think they're just significantly better team than Notre Dame, and I think they could win by two touchdowns. Or I feel good about them winning by two touchdowns. So I'm I'm going with the Clemson Tigers in another ACC championship. I don't hate it. So. I've been, I've been going back and forth on this game a lot, and that'll kind of sum, wrap up the draft. And now we'll kind of we can kind of transition and, and get into some of the the other. Uh, yeah, we got we got a little bit of time to rush over but, some of this stuff. Yeah, but real quick, I just because I I've been going back and forth on this AC, ACC championship game. Um, I hate the number. I hate the ten and a half. It's the such hook, a the weird, hook. I don't care for the hook. I don't like the hook. I think. I like the over, actually. I do like the over a lot. I'd like the – yeah, I liked it too. I wrote that down. I mean, 16 half is not that bad. I mean, Notre Dame can score. I feel Notre like, Dame's like, offense really well. Their defense is good, but Clemson's – I mean, what was the final score of this game first time around? I think it might have been like – yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, it was up there. It was definitely yeah. over there. And I but, think uh, – I think it could be with, with with Lawrence Beck. I think it could be in that like forty five to thirty one range, forty five to twenty four range. 
So I have an Which interesting bet here. I have an interesting bet here. And this, this again comes down to, we talk about value, finding value in a bet and, and what the numbers are telling you. So I don't like 10 and a half personally. I think if Clemson dipped under 10, like if Clemson was nine and a half, I'd probably take Clemson. If Notre Dame got up to like 13, 14, I'd probably take Notre Dame. If you want value, I would bet the Notre Dame money line. And here's why. I agree with you. I think Clemson wins this football game. I think Clemson beats them. I'm pretty confident Clemson beats them. Notre Dame money line right now is plus 300. For those, those of you who don't know, the way that works is you can, you can Google it. There's like implied odds calculators. Plus 300 implies that Notre Dame has a 25% chance to win this game. That's insane. You're telling me if these two teams played 100 times, Notre Dame's only going to win 25 of them? They've played once, and Notre Dame won it. And I get it. Trevor didn't play, and I do think that makes a difference. It was in South Bend, too. It wasn't South Bend. Again, I agree with you. They rushed the field. They shouldn't have, apparently. Uh, final, final score was 47-40, by the way, so way over total. But and we're pounding the over then, D- I guess. D- DJU, I'm not going to try to pronounce his name, is, oh, is boo. DJ Uyanga Lale. Hey, he's one, of the, he's one of the best. He's one, he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country already. Like, so to be, it's not like they were throwing some schlub. It was a five star number one for prospect. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he threw for 439 yards, two touchdowns. Yeah, and no, dude. yeah he threw for 440 yards, two touchdowns, and no picks. Like, how much better could Trevor have done? They held, they held Travis Etienne at 28 yards. And now their offense is playing better anyway now. I mean, Ben Skoranek has been playing awesome. Ian Book's been playing great. Michael Myers, their stud tight. Kyron Williams ran for 140 yards and three touchdowns. And you look at the numbers all season, they're pretty even teams. Like, offensive success rate, Clemson's 22, Notre Dame's 28. Defense is fourth and 10th. Like, they're both really good teams. I agree with you. I think Clemson wins this football game. I don't think it's... They have, I think, and by the way, Clemson, if you lay the money line, it's 80%. That's kind of how Vegas makes the money. It doesn't add up to 100. Um, mm-hmm. But you're telling me Notre Dame only has a 25% chance of beating a team they've already beaten? That's so low. Yeah. So, it, especially if you don't want to, like, you don't believe it too much, like, it might be worth throwing like five bucks on it. You throw five bucks again, on it. Like $15. Th- again, Notre Dame can win this game. They yeah, already yeah. have. Yeah, that's so, fair. So to say they only have 20, like that's one where you look at that number and you're like, there's a lot of value in that plus 300 because that says they have a 25% chance of winning. And I would say it's probably more like Clemson 60%, Notre Dame 40%. Yeah. Again, I think Clemson wins, but I there there's that number is way too high. And I like the value on Notre Dame plus 300. Again, I, and I don't love the spread. I would maybe take the over and sprinkle a little Notre Dame money line. But there you go. Uh, yeah, we got a little bit of time for some other conference championship games. Uh, one other that I wanted to draft, uh, but decided not to. Uh, I love laying the points with with uh, the Ohio State because I think they come out and try to make a statement. Um, Northwestern, I know they have a good defense, but I think Ohio State comes out at a week off to rest. I think they come out and try to make a statement in in beat Northwestern by as many points as they can to say, hey, you, all you people are talking about, we only played six games, whatever, like that. We're still one of the best teams in the country because we just 
beat our opponent by X amount of points, more than 20. They're laying 20. It's Ohio State minus 20 and a half. I expect them to win by more than 20 and a half against uh, the Northwestern uh, fighting Reese Davises. I agree 100%. Again, I, I also was not confident enough to make it. It wasn't one of my three best bets on the mm-hmm. board. Let's put it this way. If you think the number's too big, that's fine. Don't bet this game. You cannot bet. You can't bet Northwestern because at the end yeah. of the day, you're, yeah. you're this is one of those ends where like, if you bet Northwestern, you're sitting there being like, well, that's going to be my dumbest bet of the week. But you're just going to feel stupid betting Northwestern. I agree with you. Ohio State's going to be pissed that people, not really pissed, but like people see them like, why, why is it? They've only played six games. Well, they smack everyone they play. So I think yeah. like, they'll be motivated. Um, I mean, Northwestern has a great defense, but they are worse against the run. Their names are, Ohio State's running the ball a lot better. Yeah, Justin Fields, uh, really all you have to say. So I Justin agree. Fields is going to find a way to win that game. Uh, only bet. It's really the only bet you could make in that. Any any other ones you really like before we wrap up? I know you want, probably wanted to touch on the uh, uh, Mikey Mack championship there. I don't know if you wanted to. Yeah, right? I, I, already Oklahoma. Oklahoma. I already took Oklahoma. I have no feel on the Pac-12. I just I don't trust either USC or Neither do I. No Especially after the past Saturday. I've had enough fun the Pac-12 this past Saturday night with yeah, UCLA. Maybe, maybe bet the over just because – yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the opponent changed like the two weeks, two days ago. I, it's like they I didn't that either. Too, I was sixty-three and a half. I'm like, there's a good chance these teams could score. The other interesting bet I had, if you if you like Alabama, like we said, I would still bet it, whatever the number is. I think they smoke them. An interesting way I thought to kind of bet Alabama without having to lie the points is Mac Jones is currently minus two hundred to win the Heisman. Alabama money line is minus seven fifty. If Alabama wins this game, Mac Jones is probably going to win the Heisman, right? Do you agree? But you think, yeah, you, you think it's going to come. Which again, I personally don't think it should. I think Devontae Smith's the best player in the country by far. So I think Devontae Smith should win the Heisman. But it's mm-hmm. a quarterback award. It's always the quarterback. It's pretty much come down to Mac Jones or Trask. Both didn't play well last week. I mean, that's the only thing, by the way, is Alabama won fifty-two to three, and Mac Jones didn't throw a touchdown pass. Right. <laughs> It's pretty much going to come down to Mac Jones and Kyle Trask. The whole world's going to be watching this game. Every Heisman builder is going to be watching this game. Primetime, too. Primetime, 8 o'clock, CBS. Whichever quarterback (laughs) wins this game is going to win the Heisman. So if you think Mm -hmm. Alabama's going to win, you bet Mac Jones to win the Heisman, you're basically getting Alabama money line for minus 200 instead of minus 750. That's That's a really – yeah, I like that a lot, actually, Mike. That's a really good little tip there for some folks, actually. It's like, yeah, because Alabama's going to win the game. And it's like, oh yeah, I absolutely love that. That's if they win cool. the game, if, if if Mac Jones beats Kyle Trask, Trask isn't going to win the Heisman over him. So, right, yeah, especially with with three losses and Alabama's undefeated. So, uh, yeah, that that sounds good to me, man. I like, uh, um, and also just just to be funny too. Uh, you mentioned Oklahoma. I mean, the over under fifty eight and a half Big Twelve championship. Uh, I mean, it's not the worst <laughs> thing. I just don't. But I, I would I, I say that jokingly because I don't I don't trust Iowa State for all the reasons we listed when Mike picked both, Oklahoma. Both have good defenses. Yeah, ex- yeah. So I I'm kind of just saying that jokingly. I I'd much feel much more confident in my fun belt over uh, than than the Big Twelve. But yeah, that's that's college. We're gonna have some fun this week, and obviously we'll uh, and uh, engage with us on Twitter. Please tweet at us. Yeah, obviously, for- I don't I don't love it. I I maybe this is just a Mikey Maction. I obviously I'm gonna bet Buffalo. Anyone who knows me knows I love the Mac. I love Buffalo. I make, I've made so much money over the last three years betting on Buffalo. Granted, I used to bet them when they weren't as good, and now and that was profitable. Now, like, they're laying 35 every game. 
13 and a half is a big number. I'm not necessarily confident that they're going to cover it, but I have to do it out of principle. Uh, I can't I can't jump off the, the bandwagon now, so I'm going to bet Buffalo do with that what you'd like. <laughs> yeah, I like him, though, too. He's going to win by two touchdowns. Ball State's coming off an emotional comeback winning against Western Michigan. I like, yeah. I like, I like Buffalo too. But when we come back, we'll dive into the NFL uh, playoff implications this week for a lot of teams in the NFL. It is that time of the year for the National Football League. When we return, uh, we will dive in to what we like to call our sprinkle Sunday picks on the competition problem. Support for the Chat Ten Sports Podcast Network is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below the waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over technology developments to provide you with the best tools for your grooming experience. And guys, we've all been there in the shower, trying to clean up a little bit and trim up, you know, make it nice looking. And all of a sudden, we find out the hard way how wide those teeth are on those old-style trimmers. Well, that's why Manscaped has completely redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team has spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created, and they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Now, go to manscaped.com, and with our code CTS20, you get 20% off and free shipping. I said 20% off and free shipping when you go to manscaped.com and use our code CTS20. We hope you enjoy, and let's get back to the episode. Welcome back to the competition problem. Ben Bobic, Mike Ionello. We are talking Sprinkle Sunday. And boy, did Buckethead Beebs have himself a little draft pick, if you will. Actually, you had a good makeup Monday. <laughs> I had a very better makeup Monday. Just to give you guys a run on that quick before we get into the draft, which I will be picking first anyway. Obviously, I went through no <laughs> picks last week. Uh, so we talked about hedging your happiness earlier. So I was playing um, – I was in the semifinal game, uh, one of my fantasy football leagues, and I was up about 36 points. I was playing left – my opponent had uh, Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. I'm like, oh, there's no there's, – they're going to go off. So I'm like, I'm just going to bet on the Ravens, which is dirty money for me, very dirty money. But I'm like, <laughs> I need to hedge my happiness where, like, if they do go off, like, okay, like, I want some money. And if, if they don't, then I might win my fantasy game. Uh, so I went Ravens minus three, all time cover, all oh, time cover. Ben, ben so I, I I stream. I'm like a cord cutter, so I stream. So I'm on a delay. Ben knows this. So Ben FaceTimed me with just this absolute, just the most disgusting grin you'd ever seen. If the Joker like, and the Grinch could have merged smiles, that was me. The Grinch was exactly what I was picturing from ear to ear just smirking that stupid grin and he just watched me watch them cover and i was just like oh and ben just started laughing and screaming like a hyena and i was like <laughs> god what a, that was an unbelievable and then you know svp when there's nothing better than watching bad beats and you were on the winning side and you're just like oh <laughs> yeah oh yeah and so I had, I hit that. I, the over was it. I told you guys to pound the over. Uh, it was one of my draft picks uh, uh, that the Ravens hit it alone. It was, it was 40, the over was 46 or 46 and a half. I got it at 46 on DraftKings, and it was the final score was 47, 42. So it's <laughs> bet. Um, and then uh, I had uh, Donovan Peoples Jones, which he's a Michigan guy where Penn Staters, 
hit the over. Told you guys, dirty money. And then uh, FanDuel added odds boost for Lamar Jackson, Nick Chubb, both to score a touchdown. At like plus 510. I threw five on it. They were the first two people to score. This is the first two drives. I had the Rashard Higgins Higgins over. Yeah, I had, what, 23 bucks or whatever it was wrapped up in the bank before we even at the halfway point of the first quarter. So uh, So, uh, I'll just throw in real quick, too. We we mentioned uh, at the end of the show, we'll kind of – do it again. We'll give our Twitter handles. We said, tweet us if you have any picks or for us, or you want any advice. I'm a huge peer pressure guy. If you text me and say, this is a lock, I will bet it immediately. No questions asked because I can't not bet it. Um, but our guy, Blake, Blake tweeted at us. Hey, any good prop prop bet recommendations that you guys are watching tonight? This was like Sunday afternoon. I was at a winery with my fiance. So I was not even home, not even looking. And I just quickly, like, just off the top of my head, was like, oh, I'm not home right now, so I can't really look up the numbers too much. But A.J. Brown should have a good game. I like parlaying him to score a touchdown in the Titans to win the game. Also, Allen Robinson has a pretty good matchup, so his receiving yards over would be good. Uh, A.J. Brown scored, what, like, the first possession for the Titans? They won. Yeah, the one-handed grab. Yeah. yeah sick. Allen Robinson finished with, what, 165 yards, yeah, something like that. Mitch so, he's now playing, like, the, you know – I'll pick in the draft now, apparently. Yeah. Right. Of course, I wasn't home, so like I didn't even bet these two, and I'm like, oh, those are both locks. I didn't even bet them because I was busy. They both went easily. So, yeah, yeah only last second, last second advice. Hit us up. <laughs> yeah, and seriously, yeah, our, our prop knowledge apparently is money. So, let's get into the draft. Uh, first pick in said draft. Uh, this is tough. Like, back now, we're kind of discussing off off the, uh, I guess you could call it off the record. It's like, it's kind of an ass slant. But, I mean, I still love watching NFL football because we only have three, four, what, three weeks left of this. So, you got to appreciate at least regular season, appreciate it while it's here. Um, so, I, I'm going to roll with um, over-reliable uh, in my eyes. Uh, I'm going Bucks minus six against Atlanta. Um, I, had, I, I had it. I have. I love. I love. I love one of my. It was one of my picks. <laughs> I love. I love betting the box, man. They're rolling. Atlanta's kind of just. They are Atlanta. They are. They're kind. At this point, you might as well just go for the draft pick, which might be time to move on from Matt Ryan. But that's a whole other conversation for for other folk. But I mean, they're four or nine. Why win? Why win and ruin your draft pick against the box? I mean, Tampa's still. Tampa's still technically in the division race too. You got to realize that because they have a real opportunity here where, yeah, they lost both to the Saints, but the Saints are playing the Chiefs this week, and they already lost that unexpected one to the Eagles last week. I don't know the, the exact record right now. Um, I'm going to look that up right now, but as, as I continue to, to, to kind of explain. Um, but I just think the, I mean, their Bucks are just a touchdown. I mean, it's minus six, so it's they just win by a touchdown, and you're winning. Um, and so I, I think it's uh, – I think, and they're playing the game in Atlanta, so it's not that that really matters or anything right now. Um, but I, I just love the Bucks. I bet them minus minus seven. I think it was against the. Uh, I had them this past week against the the Vikings, and they won by nine. It was it wasn't too much, and so. Um, oh, so I guess they're not the Saints are up are ten and three, and the, the Bucks are eight and five, but they're still technically alive in the division hunt, um, numbers wise. If I get the wild card, which this year is, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. If you get the, but if you're the Bucks, you got to get that fifth wild card spot because then you're playing the NFC East champ. So that's, yeah. that's uh, I, I, yeah, I just like Tampa. They're, they're starting to, they're starting to click a little bit um, coming off the bye. Nice big win over the, uh, the, the Vikings. Um, and I think it might be time for AB to get in the end zone too. And this now would be the week. So I'm, I'm going the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus six against the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's basically old reliable meets 
older, more reliable. Where you have <laughs> right. older, reliable betting on Tom Brady, older, reliable betting against the Falcons. <laughs> exactly. So you're right, up. That, I had that as one of my picks. So I got to now. I'm happy. I can, I'm happy I could steal it on, on the first pick. It was going to be my third pick, but I got to now find another one. Oh, excuse me. I like it though. <laughs> uh, I'm going old reliable as well. Kansas City Chiefs minus two and a half against the Saints. Uh, the Chiefs are sneaky one of those teams. They actually kind of sort of remind me of the Steelers, where they kind of like will putz around with bad teams and maybe not stomp on them, and they get up for big games. Are you kidding uh, me, Mike? Do you even do you even watch football? The Chiefs are a bazillion times better than the Steelers. They don't yeah. trouble at all against anybody. They don't play down to anybody. They are the Kansas City Chiefs. They are the Super Bowl champions. They don't play down to anybody. Come on, <laughs> you mean? the Patrick Mahomes greatest thing since ever. You're nuts if you think they're they're anywhere in the realm of the Steelers. That's just such a disrespect to the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sp- I'm sensing I'm sensing sarcasm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they they almost. They- they almost lost. They went to overtime against the Chargers. They've lost to the Raiders. They played the Raiders bad twice. They 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 didn't even what they they I don't think they covered against Miami last week. Yeah, yeah I don't think they did either actually because the Dolphins the Finns came back and made it a little close there. And yeah, yeah, they were up comfortably, but the Finns came back and made it close. They had to the Chiefs had to make a play at the end to to run out the clock. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They would um, give the ball back to Miami with a chance to win. And then they play the Ravens and they smoke them. So. I think I I think in New Orleans' strength isn't they're not this New Orleans team is not kind of what you think of New Orleans. Their strength is their defense. Um, their offense has not really been good at all. Their Chiefs are first, the best offensive football. Everyone knows that. Saints ranked thirteenth, so their offense hasn't been great. Drew Brees is expected to be back, which I don't think matters at all. If anything, I think I'd be more nervous if Taysom Hill started because at least Taysom Hill could do some things you don't expect. With your breeze, it's basically just don't let him pass the ball deep, which he can't do anyway. Um, and again, in the Chiefs' loss to the Raiders, it was forty to thirty-two. In the Chiefs' last four, last five losses they've ever had, all of them came more than fifty-five points on the board. So if you're beating in the Chiefs, you're doing it in a shootout. The Saints aren't beating anyone in a shootout. Um, I mean, Drew Brees just isn't Drew Brees anymore. The weird thing too, I was looking this up. Michael Thomas has been like non-existent. Michael Thomas doesn't have a touchdown catch all season. That's what it's terrible for Michael Thomas fantasy owners who probably didn't make the playoffs. I suppose yeah, I picked him like fourth overall. Uh, he, he's only he's only gone over a hundred yards twice. They were 104 yards and 105 yards, and he has no touchdowns. And so yeah, their defense is good, but again, I they've kind of also inflated their numbers against bad teams. I mean, they they held the Buck the, the Broncos to three points when the Broncos didn't have a quarterback. Uh, the Chiefs do have a quarterback. His name's Patrick Mahomes. He's pretty good. So I'm going to take the Chiefs minus two and a half in a big game. Probably the best game of the week. Would you agree? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's the best game of the week, at least on paper. I mean, you, I love these little – and these ones are fun too because there's really watch – Everyone's watching. It's no 4 o'clock. Yeah, it's, it's potential Super Bowl preview for some. It's going to be Nance and Romo, so you know yeah. Romo is just going to be – Creaming his pants, yeah. talking about Mahomes, but exactly, and, and it's yeah, I agree. It's the best best game of the weekend, and uh, yeah, I, I'm with you absolutely. All reliable chefs, and just even if Breeze does come back to, to, to go off your point, I, I, I mean, better. I, I I know I know they said well we're not bringing him back unless he's a hundred percent. I'm like okay, but he's still gonna be rusty. He hasn't played in three or four weeks. I mean, come on, you got to come back and you got to play the defending Super Bowl champions. And granted, they're home, but they home doesn't even matter anymore. 
It just also also guarantees like, oh, you get it. It's going to be dry and no wind because yeah, we played against the city. He might have perfect. some yeah, air from Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> definitely looking at some Mahomes prop bets there too for sure. Um, or just Chiefs in general, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey down the line. Uh, That's the only problem with doing the Chiefs prop bets, though, is there's so many guys that it's like you got to guess which one goes over. Yeah, I still like the over in that game. It's 51 and a half, so uh, I do enjoy it. So that's something you can get into as well, especially if Breeze plays. I think they could score like 17. I think the Chiefs could could take care of the rest. But uh, next pick, uh, you want to – let's just – we're just going all reliable picks. Uh, Mike gave a I gave a famous line earlier this year when asking him. I asked oh. him, when I when I asked him about some uh, about the Packers, and I'm like, and I want to take Aaron Rodgers over in passing touchdowns, and I think I did, and it was a no brainer hit. And he's like, he gives me, oh, I don't like to bet on the Packers, blah, blah blah, but like he's Aaron Rodgers, I never bet against him. Well, he's Aaron Rodgers, never bet against him, and you're laying seven and a half against the Panthers. Um, okay, sounds good to me. A Saturday night game, Aaron Rodgers comes out, probably throws three touchdown passes, maybe even four, two of them to Devontae Adams. They probably win by 10 or more. Uh, the Panthers are also four and nine. They just lost to uh, – who did they just lose to this past week? Why can't I think of it? I just looked it up. Um, the But they uh, – Lions? Lions? No, I don't think it was the Lions. I, now i got to look at it. I literally was just looking at it and completely went off topic uh, in my own mind here. Um, oh, the Broncos. They lost by five to the Broncos at home. Uh, yeah, they lost to the Vikings on the road by one, and then they beat the Lions a couple weeks ago. But it just – this point for the Panthers, you're 4-9. Christian McCaffrey isn't playing on Sunday again. They might as well just shut him down the rest of the year at this point. There's no point in him coming back and playing what would be the last two two games – Packers are uh, now in the, I believe, are they in the driver's seat for the top seed in the NFC now? Take care of the Saints, but yeah, be the same. Exactly. Exactly. So and the game's at Lambeau. I mean, it's, it's, it has Aaron Rodgers thrown for, you know, 300 yards, four touchdowns. It's solidifying his MVP campaign. Um, I think Love it's, it. yeah. Keep, keep talking to me, baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> And the hooks is kind of annoying, but I just I honestly it doesn't like uh, hooks are always annoying. And what I mean by hook is like when it's like the half point. So like it's you know, the Packers are minus seven and a half. That half point there's the hook because if there wasn't a hook, it'd be just minus seven. And like say the Packers only win by a touchdown, you get the push. So like that's how they get some of their money sometimes when they get like well they got the hook minus seven and a half. The Packers won by seven, but uh, the half point screwed you. Yeah. Uh, I, don't know, I, just, I think they win by double digits. So I, I I'm I'm fully fully confident in the Green Bay Packers to continue to march towards that number one seed in the NFC at home against the Carolina Panthers. Um, and like you mentioned, uh, I'm just talking about Aaron Rodgers. Packers defense is fantastic. The Packers defense is great. They've been playing great all season long. I mean, Ted Bridgewater, we're, Mike and I are big Ted Bridgewater guys, as many people. Teddy two gloves. Yeah, Teddy two gloves. Exactly. Um, it, 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 it's just no match for that defense. I think just the way they're playing, uh, so I, because I'm going to pickle right now, right? I don't want to start Robbie Anderson in fantasy. I might have to start T.Y. Hilton. He's been playing better. So that's right. a, I, I don't start it because of that. So yeah, I'm going. I'm laying the points with the pack minus seven and a half. I think they win by double digits. Signed, sealed, delivered. Ben Wiseman once said, "He's Aaron Rodgers. I'd never bet against him. Never bet against him." Dang uh, right. I agree. I, li- I like it. Um, Someone, so I tweeted on. On Sunday, I tweeted like I tweeted the 
the clip of Devontae's first touchdown, and I was like, imagine thinking Devontae Adams is not the best wide receiver in the NFL, which he is. And some guy, like, chirped me. He, like, quoted it. He goes, oh, no. Did DeAndre Hopkins, DK Metcalf, and Tyreek Hill all die? I responded. I was like, no, they're just simply not as good as Devontae Adams. <laughs> <laughs> At least like, especially this year, man. Hey, I mean, well. Yeah. Receivers. yeah. Now, and I, like, listen. Then he, like, he kept arguing. It's like, uh, they're way more physically. I'm like. He's like, they're all physically more gifted than Devontae. I'm like, okay, well, then you can take Hill in a track meet and uh, Metcalf in a weightlifting comp- competition, and I'll take Adams in a football game. <laughs> Boom. There you go. I like it. All right, number two for you, at least. Uh, ben, I'm going to touch on something you said earlier in the show. What was your dumbest bet last week? The Texans minus two and a half is what I picked. Or the goal, the goal, the dumbest bet was the Eagles. The Eagles bet I didn't like. I well, didn't ben, I'm not going to be dumb this week. And I'm going back. I'm still fading Arizona. I still don't think they're good. I'm taking the Eagles plus six and a half against the Cardinals. Uh, Doug Peterson is 10 and four in his career without Carson Wentz. With Carson Wentz, he's 32 and 37. He's 10 and four. <laughs> He's 10 and four with any other quarterback, basically with Nick Foles and Jalen Hurts. Uh, if you watch, like, again, I live in Pennsylvania. My fiance's a diehard Eagles fan. I watch the Eagles every week more than I care to, but I watch every minute of, like, I got to switch off red zone when the Eagles are playing. Uh, their defense is very good. Their defense has been good Saw all that season. on Sunday. Saw it on Sunday. They've been good all year. Uh, D line's great. Their D line's one of the D line is phenomenal. They they actually lead the NFL in sack percentage. They they Not sack the quarter. Though. What? Not in sacks though. No, they're second in sacks behind the Lairs. Uh, but in sack percentage, the the, the Eagles sack the quarterback on nine percent of all pass attempts. Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox are monsters. Kyler Murray's hurt, like you said. Kyler Murray's banged up. Their pass defense is hurt. Uh, or. Past defense is great. They're ninth in the NFL. And the biggest thing with Carson was he just like turned the ball over a thousand times and got sacked every two plays. Like Carson just would run into the basically run into the defense. Did Jalen Hurts blow his numbers didn't blow you out of the water? He had 167 passing yards, 106 rushing yards. The difference was he didn't get sacked once. And they ran the ball a lot more. They simplified the offense for him. Miles Sanders had 115 yards and two touchdowns. They also have all their weapons back on the outside. So when Hertz does throw it, now he has Ertz, Goddard, Rager, Jeffrey are all healthy. I think the Eagles can win. I think the Eagles can keep it close. I think this is just one of those games where if, if the Cardinals win, I mean, how many times then have we had money on the Cardinals and it comes down to a game-winning field goal where Zane Gonzalez either makes it or more likely than not misses it? Granted, Jake Elliott's been horrific for the Eagles. If this game comes down to a field Ideally, this game comes down to two because then you cover six and a half, and both kickers are going to miss. So I like getting six and a half. I think that's great value on the Eagles. I think even if they lose this game, I'm not saying the Eagles win, but I think they keep it close enough that they don't lose by six and a half. Well, the joke's on you, Mike, because I had that written down. So I really like that because <laughs> I didn't want to make the same mistake twice. And I'm like, oh, the Cardinals are, you know, this is this is a game where it's interesting. And and I'll be, I'll throw another little wrench in that too. I don't, I don't totally hate the over in that. It's at 49 and a half. You guys, you got, you got two of the all time great Oklahoma quarterbacks and Jalen Hurts and oh, Kyler Murray oh, going head to head. I mean, 
put up some points this past week. I mean, it's 49 and a half. I mean, who knows? I mean, I think it could be a little fun little game there where they both kind of just go back and forth or um, – I don't hate it. I don't know if I'll do it, but I'm just saying something to keep an eye on there if you're feeling a little frisky. But I definitely like Eagles plus six and a half more than the over. Let's put it that way. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and think about it. Lincoln Riley is going to be kicking his feet up, coming off his six-point Big 12 championship victory, and he's going to watch two of his quarterbacks go at it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't – exactly. Absolutely. All right, this one's uh, – a couple ones with this one, but I think I'm going to – I'm going to go – I'm going to go here – um oh man i don't know and eh, and eh, uh this is a hard pick for me um how do i go with my i see i'm, I'm in between where i either go with my with my heart or i go with my head here i know i have two uh, i can't decide between <laughs> yeah uh i'm gonna go with my heart because that's just where we're going here i can't be playing for the perfect record that i i'm inevitably probably not gonna get um <laughs> I love the Finns minus two and a half against the Patriots. I think because because I love the number. I love the number two and a half where it's like, okay, like I feel good, you know, if they if they win by a field goal, which is possible. Actually, it's at one and a half now on FanDuel, which is even better. So you could even, you know, you could, even if you don't even want to lay the points, you could think there's some value there. It's minus 120 money line. So uh, if you want to just fork over the extra buck and just take them, with, if you don't want to lay the one and a half, I don't hate that either. Uh, the Dolphins always, it's, you know, they play the Pats uh, pretty well. Um, uh, they're coming off a loss against the Chiefs, in which I think they learned a lot about their football team. They get the game at home in uh, at my, in Miami, so you don't have to deal with cool weather uh, that your snow that that the the Northeast is currently dealing with. Um, so I, I think uh, I, I like the Finns. I like the Finns, and uh, they're they're pushing towards that playoff spot, um, and this would be a big win for them. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I think too, it can get it done. I like new England. Uh, you're smirking. So I'm interested to see what you have to say about this. I'm not going to make the same mistake I did last week, Ben. You want to know what I had written down? Please tell me you had the Patriots money line or plus one and a half. I wrote down New England plus two. Oh boy, you don't want to, you don't want that. Luckily, luckily, I had a backup. I'm not taking it. When I said I can't decide between two, it was between these two. So I'm just gonna take the other one because I'm not going up against you. I I wrote down two things. I only have like most of these stats. I have like six or seven, maybe sometimes up to ten bullet points. I have two bullet points here, and I have one of them bolded. It just says Belichick versus rookie quarterback. Ah, that's interesting there. The other note is both Devontae Parker and Mike Gesicki left last week's game injured. Uh, Gesicki's definitely not, or most likely not playing. Parker's questionable, so that is a factor, too. Uh, I'm not going to pick it. I'm not going to go against you for a second week in a row. I'm not, I'm, hey, when a train's coming at you 3 0, you don't, you don't step in front of it a second time. Yeah. So, I like, I like the Finns defense against uh, the Patriots. I just don't think the Patriots offense really is, is cooking with much heat. So I like, I like the defense. The defense has kind of low-key been bailing out the Dolphins all year long, in a sense, yeah. where I think they could I – mean, they, they, they picked up Mahomes three times, right? Hmm? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, that one pick was – I think it was unbelievable. That, I was thinking it more from a defensive uh, perspective, to be honest with you. I'm like, oh, the Patriots offense really isn't playing well. Uh, I think they could just send them up enough times in, in order to get it done. Well, then – The over-under there is 41-and-a-half, which is fun. <laughs> That's like – we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna pull it off the card. Okay. Let's decide because we're a team, and I went against I. I split the team last week. I'm not doing it two weeks in a row. So, 
Sorry, sorry, Patriots. You got. Uh, I'm going to take Buffalo minus six. That was my other one. That was my other one. It's just hilarious. So this is, yeah, absolutely love it. Yeah. I'm going to take Buffalo minus six against Denver. Ooh, it is minus six. It was minus seven when I wrote this down. Minus six against Denver. Um, The Broncos aren't very good. I'm not sold on Drew Locke. Uh, And it's a perfect, he actually played really well last week. So expect to bounce back. Uh, Buffalo has just been awesome. They've been cooking. Mm -hmm. That was one of those things where I am typically one of those like buy low, sell high type of gamblers. But then there's teams that it's just like, they're not high or low. They're just good. Like I did fade Buffalo. Like after coming off the big win against San Francisco, I thought that was a spot that they may come out flat against a good Steelers team. They just didn't. They just kept playing well. They've playing well all season. Josh Allen has been awesome. His, it's insane how how much more accurate he's gotten in one season. It's crazy. Um, yeah, that it's pretty simple to me. Is Buffalo's good? Denver's not. Yeah, I, I agree. And and Buffalo. Josh Allen's got a little MVP campaign uh, himself going there. So why, why not yeah, add another? He'll, he'll, and they're competing. Yeah, nothing wrong with Josh Allen being a runner up to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and they're and they're care they're. Compete for that number two seed too. I mean, they 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 taste blood in the water in a sense where they beat the Steelers and the Steelers had to play the Bungles on Monday night and then they got uh and then they got um you know the Colts and Browns back to back. But yeah, that's <clears throat> I think that's 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 a solid pick. I mean, that was that's why I was like heart and head. My head was the Bills and my heart was the Dolphins because I'm low key a Dolphins guy. So uh, yeah, there you go. We just picked them both, but. Yeah, any other ones that stand out to you? I like. I'm definitely. We'll talk about Thursday night football real quick. I def, I'm a big fan of the over uh, Thursday night, uh, fifty three with the Raiders Chargers. I think. I think that. Uh, that's. I had that written down. I like the. I like that over a lot. And uh, I don't hate laying the points with the Browns on Sunday night against the G Men. I think you get a bounce back game. They're still, you know, I guess technically numerically in the division race. But if the Steelers win on Monday, then they have it wrapped up. But still. I mean, why not improve that playoff seed? I agree. I love both of them. Uh, a couple notes on the, the Chargers Raiders, just because it is Thursday night. We'll all be watching. I actually will probably bet this as I'm talking. Uh, the Raiders just fired their defensive coordinator, uh, I think, yesterday. <laughs> and yeah, they did. The, and uh, Adam Schefter at 5.30 today tweeted that the Raiders will be without four defensive starters Thursday night against the Chargers. Defensive end Cleveland Farrell, safety Jonathan Abram, cornerback Damon Annette, and linebacker Nicholas Morrow. So the Raiders and those are four. Farrell and Abram are oh, big yeah. time for them. So I love it. Cleveland, Cleveland Farrell. Yeah. So uh yeah, I'd definitely like the over in that one. Uh definitely like four defenders, no coach. I mean the Chargers defense always stinks. This is another one too where if you like if you want prop bets, Herbert Herbert's uh Herbert be fun, yeah. If Ke- Keenan Allen's questionable right now, but I think he'll play. If Keenan Allen plays, I would take probably Herbert's passing yards. Maybe yeah. Go Keenan Allen. Because I don't think Mike Williams is going to play, so Keenan Allen's going to get a majority of the majority of the target. So maybe it's it's if Mike Williams doesn't play, Keenan Allen does. Whoever that third receiver is, maybe look. I don't Brian know who Edward, it is. Brian, Ed- Brian Edwards. Oh, that's the Raiders. So look, look for his re- receiving yards and receptions. Try to maybe pound that over because he's probably going to get some some extended looks. And also, if, if Eckler plays as well. Uh, he wouldn't be a bad one to get for receiving yards and receptions too. That's a fun little prop because he gets more he gets more burn out of the backfield catching passes than he does really much running. So uh, 
that's one to do too. But uh, see, any, yeah. any, any prop with Darren Waller is always safe. Yeah, Darren Waller, Jared. Jerry, uh, Henry Ruggs the third. He's I don't think he's play- Ruggs is out. He's not playing. Oh really? Yeah, but Waller always seems you know, to have like, Aguilar, then maybe. Yeah, Waller always has his best games in prime time. It seems you know, like yeah. they'll be and they'll be talking about a story, and he'll have eight catches for like a hundred. 14 yards yeah all right any, any final thoughts here as we wrap up episode two i think this was a lot this was a lot of good info, information here this week i'm feeling good about this one i feel good about yeah. the card feel about good about what we put out there uh any final thoughts that that, that run through your head that you want to get out there um yeah it's bittersweet college football is coming in uh if you guys haven't been able to tell just on all my stats, I ramble off. College is my baby, so it sucks to see the end. I hate, I hate bowl season. I'm, I'm so bad betting on bowls. So this to me is kind of like the. I mean, I'll still bet them, obviously, because I have a competition problem. But uh, it's, it sucks to just see college end. Uh, it, it's weird. It seems like it started yesterday, right? It's yeah, it's, no it's, kidding. It, it's been longer than it usually is. I mean, you, it's December sixteenth. We have regular, like we have football game. Like we don't usually have college football December sixteenth. Um. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of all I got. Yeah, uh, and just to let everybody know, we're, it's the, with the end of college football season, we'll start to start to dive in a little bit more to some college hoops now that that starts to pick up. Uh, big one on Saturday, Gonzaga, Iowa. Uh, yeah, the line's not out, so we really can't give you. I think Iowa can win that game. I think if I think if Gonzaga's yeah. assuming Gonzaga's the favorite, if it's like three and a half, four and a half, I would take the points of Iowa. Garza's a yeah. Hawkeyes are rolling. Garza's a beast. He's they give him the Naismith now, but we're going to dive into college troops a little bit more as we get in, as we get, as it heats up, obviously once football dies down and, and we might sprinkle in some NBA bets and uh, golf and, and all that good stuff. But we wanted to, to really harp at home, at least bring in this podcast with, uh, with college football and NFL. And then if you guys are listening, you have any suggestions for us, give us a tweet, shoot us a text. If you have our numbers, all that stuff, just slide the DMS. Give us any suggestions you want to hear us talk about, uh, anything you want to explain. We're open to feedback. We had a lot of good stuff after episode one with a couple of friends letting us know uh, what they want to hear, some different things that we could do better. I mean, we're open to it. We're new to this, so we're just kind of here having some fun. We're just appreciate you guys. appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, any, any like Ben said, any any tips, if whoever's listening, whether if you know us, text us. If you don't, tweet us. Uh I know like Ben, Ben's buddy Schmidt, who we both know, he gave us some great feedback that we've, we definitely talk about me kind of rambling about stats and also kind of explaining things to people. I know my friend Kelly chirped me about how I just brutally pronounced Kiki QT <laughs> <laughs> just crushed his name last week. So if you, if you know, so he's, it's a, hey, when you're talking for this long, like I didn't even notice I did it. So it's like, if you, if you hear something like, Hey, uh, you really pronounced that wrong. Or if I just, you said it wrong that let us know yeah i'm glad you brought mr andrew because not only did he ride with you with the giants and lost he also lost to me in our uh fantasy football semifinal game so bucket at peeps hopefully here to stay next week we hope you're here to stay next week for mike ianello ben bobic thank you for listening to episode two of the competition problem yes sir